0: The question for us this morning is, who is Mary? This woman we have, whose statue we have next to us, uh, that we honor uh, in such a great way in our faith. The mother of Jesus, the Theotokos, the mother of God, immaculately conceived and assumed body and soul into heaven today. We wonder, who is this? Who is she? As we celebrate the uh, Assumption today, did you notice that our readings did not talk about it at all? We had no, um, there's no biblical, there's no scriptural on the surface, um, a explanation or depiction of that event taking place. So, what are our readings talking about today? Are are they connected at all? The answer is yes, as you would maybe guess, but what is happening is some beautiful things. And these, our readings actually do point to us of explaining in an in a interesting way the, this dimension of our faith, this dogma of our faith about Mary's assumption into heaven. We heard in our readings today about the temple of God in heaven, this vision that St. John had from the book of Revelation of what heaven is like. We have the woman clothed with the light and the sun, and salvation being offered to all. We have Christ conquering death, and the last enemy to be destroyed is death. And then we culminate in the Gospel of the Visitation, when Mary offers her Magnificat, saying, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. And how are these readings related to the Assumption? Let's dive in. We look first into the history of the Old Testament. We have the Ark of the Covenant and this golden box was made of acacia wood and it was covered in gold. Inside of it were three very important things. The first being that it contained the two tablets of the Ten Commandments, the written word of God, the law of God, so that it can always be remembered as a sign of God's presence. The second is a golden urn filled with the manna from the desert. So if you remember a couple of weeks ago, we saw uh, how Jesus was talking about um, him being the new manna. But this was the, uh, the old manna that God provided for them in the desert for sustaining them on their journey. So we have the, the tablets of the Ten Commandments, we have the manna, and then we have the, the staff of Aaron the high priest, and this staff was blossoming. It had buds and blossomed. So it was a reminder for them as well of the priesthood. So these three things were contained in the ark, and wherever the ark went, it was a sign of the presence of God. When the ark was brought into Jerusalem, I think for the very first time, David danced for joy. You could say he even leaped And was um, just bringing uh, this great joy into Jerusalem as God made himself present. So, wherever the ark went, God was there too. It was thought of this ark as a glory seat, a place where God came to dwell on earth, the dwelling place of God. And so, at a later time, um, the ark being in the temple, the presence of God filling the temple, Israel again sinned. They uh, were idolatrous. They let themselves fall into sin and then the ark was taken out because Jerusalem was about to be destroyed. The prophet Jeremiah took the ark and hid it in a mountain. And then there was another prophecy that said, Uh, according to Malachi, that the Ark of the Covenant would remain hidden until God revealed his mercy and until the glory cloud came down again from heaven. The Ark went into the mountain and disappeared. We don't know where it went. People have been looking for it for a long time. Think of Indiana Jones' Ark of the Covenant, (laughs) Raiders of the Lost Ark. There's something greater than the movie here, though. And so we now we, uh, so we have the Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament, but now let us look to our Gospel. Let us look to the New Testament. What happened in our Gospel today? We have what the Church describes for us as the new Ark of the Covenant. Mary, this indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit overshadowing her giving her grace and peace and the Son of God, where in her, uh, God comes to dwell, a new dwelling, a new Ark of the Covenant. So maybe the woodworkers of the parish know that acacia wood has a very unique property. It doesn't rot. Acacia wood is incorruptible. And so we look to Mary, She was conceived without sin. She is not going to corrupt in the tomb. She is a new Ark of the Covenant, arrayed not in gold, but in the grace of God, being conceived without sin, being filled with the presence of the Holy Spirit. And what happened when she went to meet Elizabeth? Uh, St. John uh, the Baptist leaped in the womb of Elizabeth. So just like David leaped when the, temple, uh, when the ark was brought into the temple in Jerusalem, so as well, John leaped when the new ark of the covenant came to be in the presence of Elizabeth. And so Our Lady, Mary, um, conceived without sin, does not experience the effects of sin, including the corruption in the tomb, bodily decay. She is, um, you know, we have many saints in our faith that are incorrupt. But she is like the most incorrupt of incorrupt saints. She doesn't experience any effects of sin. And so God is able and desires to assume her, to take her up to heaven so that she can be with him in glory and showing us at this day with as we celebrate the Assumption uh, a, a number of wonderful, hopeful things. And so Mary gives us hope today because we have the true and bodily certitude. We can know definitively that in the life to come, we who have to experience the effects of sin and death and bodily decay, we have the hope that we will be raised to life. We know what's coming. We know that what Jesus set out to do through his passion, death, and resurrection, we see in Mary that it worked. We see that that Christ who died for us so that we can rise to new life, that it happened, that it worked, and that we now can be filled with hope that one day we can join Our Lady in Heaven. She was fully fully man. She was a full human being. She wasn't God. And so that shows us what our destiny is as well, to be raised body and soul into Heaven to be with God in glory and honor and reverence him forever. And so uh, we are able to be filled with this hope, to be in the new Ark of the Covenant, the new dwelling place of God, and to be filled with hope of the life to come. And so when we uh, tend and have the experience of the cross, when it presses heavily upon us, our backs and our hearts, we remember that God is near to us remember and have hope in the life to come that he will be that source of grace and strength in our life and uh, and mary gives us the example and the hope of what is to come that god dwells here with us and um, and that mary is our hope in the life to come to, to know what we will experience one day and so may we ask our lady's prayers and may she continue to pray and, and intercede for us today for faith and hope in the resurrection of the body and life everlasting.